five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to another episode of Holy Half Hour. It is an amazing Christian entertainment podcast. We have quizzes, we have songs, we have nonsense, we have Bible facts and thoughts. We have all kinds of great things, actually. Uh, but most importantly of all, we have Kieran, my incredible co-host. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, hey, I feel I, f- I feel very important now. Thanks, man. <laughs> I, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. I'm good. I, I'm still I, I'm still here in the house with the baby asleep. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, the baby. I, the baby. But I feel I feel like I, I'm I'm finding my voice. Uh, the first couple of times I did it, I was a I was kind of whispery. I'm not quite full enthusiasm shouty guy, but I, I feel like she can, I think she can manage to sleep through most of what a podcast has to throw at her. So yeah, I'm good. Right. How are right. you? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm good, man. Doing well. Uh, looking forward to this week's episode. Let's do that thing. What's that odor in the tent? That musty, unmistakable scent. I hope Jehoshaphat doesn't up the rent. Cause it's mildew. Okay, Kieran, I have a slightly terrifying quiz for you this week. Um, <laughs> and it's only Great. terrifying because... Christian Facebook groups are terrifying. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> the, quiz it, the quiz itself is not really terrifying. In fact, it's maybe slightly lame because it's basically just a guess which of these is bigger quiz. Um, okay. But the fun is that, uh, that there's, some re- there's, there's, there's a really a Christian Facebook group for everything out there as well as some terrifying ones. So I'm going to give you two christian facebook groups uh that are approximately the same size they have approximately the same number of members and i just want you to guess which one has more daily posts um okay uh which one is just really popular and has a lot of people (laughs) with a lot of things to say (laughs) okay so uh for example here's number one there's a group called jesus the sweetest name we know um, all caps, is it all exclamation caps? mark. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's all caps. It has 213,000 members. Wow. And there's also a Christian uh, group called Saved and Single, and that has 267,000 members. <laughs> oh, wow. But which of these groups has more daily posts, Kieran? Is it Jesus, the sweetest name we know, or is it Saved and Single? Well, my, my hunch is that the all caps group... Mm. that there's probably a lot more spamming going on in that group. <laughs> well, the spamming is maybe not the most, the most generous oh, yeah, word, yeah. Well, but, you know, they probably post a lot, of, a lot of things. 
You can imagine uh, there's a there's lot of unfunny some... Christian memes on that group, can't you? Exactly. I was just going to say Christian memes. There's got to be some <laughs> Christian memes in there. So, whereas I imagine saved and single is maybe a little bit more restraint, mm. <laughs> but it maybe certainly not. seemed more classy from the thumbnail. Although I didn't join yeah, any of these yeah. groups, so I can't speak to them. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that it is um, the shouty one. What was it called? Jesus, the sweetest name we know. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, saved and single has 80 posts a day from their 267,000 members. Jesus yeah. is what his name we know has 5,000 posts a day. <laughs> 5,000 posts a day. <laughs> 5, how could anyone how could anyone parse that information? <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't mean to discourage people from joining that group that I'm sure is wonderful mm, but like Definitely. Uh, but what what would you gain by joining in the sense that <laughs> There'd be too much to actually. There'd be too much to see. Yeah, yeah. You're, you 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 have no newsfeed left. <laughs> it, it would be just be all that group that all the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you want to destroy your Facebook account in a single click, <laughs> the join yeah. button is available to you. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's number two, Kieran. We've got the prayer room with nine hundred and forty-two thousand members, or friends who like Joel Osteen Ministries. With 907,000 members. But which of these groups has more daily posts? Well, I, I want to say the prayer room because I imagine that lots of prayer requests go up. And mm-hmm. so probably, yeah. Whereas I don't know if the Joel Osteen one is official, but if it's official, it's probably quite carefully curated and therefore mm. it's not constant posting. Yeah, so this is very this is very Facebook theory, Facebook like game theory like now. But uh, but I think it's probably the prayer one. Okay, let's take a look. Yeah, hey. friends who like Joel Osteen Ministries has twenty posts a day. So you might be right; they might be just from the official source, whereas the prayer room has seven hundred and sixty posts a day. <laughs> so <laughs> there lots you of go. prayer requests going in. Okay, we have. Church service sheet typos with 7.6 thousand members, so 7,600 members. And prophetic releasers for UK revival prophetic words with six and a half thousand members. Can you do those names again, please? Church service sheet typos. So I think it's a (laughs) a comedy group uh, for typos on church service sheets, uh, which is very niche. And prophetic releasers for UK revival prophetic words. Okay, this is, is the second close. one in all caps. This one is not in all caps. I just not feel in like all caps. it has okay. so many. It's so difficult to parse the name that I wanted to say it really quickly. Um, <laughs> sure, sure. So close with the number of posts on this one, but which one has okay. more? Okay. Hmm. This one, I'm really not sure. Uh, because it's more of a meme type thing, I'm going to go with the first one, the, mm-hmm. the mistakes and the church notices thing. All right, let's take a look. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Oh, gear. This one was close. Prophetic releases for UK Revival Prophetic Words has seven posts a day, whereas church service sheet typos has just four posts a day. But I'm sure they're very good. I should have guessed because in that second one there are so many words in the title that you might you would imagine that the people in that group would post a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. You're still doing well though. You got two right and one wrong and there's two more to go. So, here is number 4. Cool. 
Christian Middle Earth Memes Private Group. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a private group, so I couldn't I couldn't check it, but I'm guessing private it's Christian group. memes <laughs> for, for from Middle Earth Lord yeah. of the Rings. Um You shall not pass. <laughs> exactly. But um Which has eight thousand seven hundred members. Or Christians Against Science, which also has <laughs> eight thousand seven hundred members. But which has more daily posts, Kieran? Oh man. Uh, well, I, I love that the first group is private. <laughs> <laughs> not not only like, is it private, but it has private group in the name, which is the important right. thing. <laughs> wow. Oh, it has it in the name. Yeah. Oh good. It's literally me. called Christian Middle Earth Memes Private Group. If your name's not down, you're not coming in. <laughs> yeah. It's a very, very exclusive club <laughs> what they have going on there. They won't just let anyone into the Christian Middle Earth memes group. Well, it strikes me that the second group, the was it Christians Against Science? Yep. Um, that they probably post constantly. <laughs> it strikes me as the type of group where it's just a, a non-stop uh, mm. torrent. Yeah. Of of random stuff. So I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> well, Christians Against Science, even though they only have 8,700 members, do manage to post 50 posts a day. Okay. But Christian Middle Earth Memes Private Group, 140 daily posts. Oh, man. Oh, wow. They're really okay, posting okay. in that group. I, yeah, I mean, I just... Yeah, totally. I don't know what I've got to do to join Kieran, but I'm willing I'm willing to go through the, through the process. <laughs> I, would love to, I would love to see. I would love to get inside the doors there and find out about these, uh, these Middle Earth memes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Kieran, I've got the fifth and final one. And it's 2-2, so it's all to play for. And this one is close. Christian Inspirational Quotes has 839,000 members. Bible Study Bible Quiz has 1.4 million members. But which group has more posts daily? I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be the Inspirational Quotes. Because, I mean, you know... Even if you don't sign up to any of those groups or follow those pages, everyone's social media feed is awash <laughs> with uh, inspirational inverted commas quotes. Yeah, that is so, very true. Uh, so I, I, th- I think it's got to be that first one. All right. Well, it's close. Like I say, Bible study, Bible quiz has 1.4 million members who spam 820 <laughs> posts a day. <laughs> However, the 839,000 members of Christian Inspirational Quotes pip them to the post with 920 <laughs> quote-unquote inspirational posts a day. <laughs> hey, there we go. So you are, watching it. You are a winner, sir. Mm, very so, nice. Good job. Thank you very much. It was <laughs> good fun. Hilarious, man. Well done putting that together. Well, thank you. Unlikely worship songs. Unlikely. Okay, Kieran, it's time for your unlikely worship song. I thought it might be nice if this week I told the listeners what an unlikely worship song is, and maybe my recurring uh, sections. You can tell them tell them what they are. It'll be a good test to see if you've been paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deal. We I'm thought a bit it would nervous be, now. Uh, we thought it'd be funny if Kieran wrote uh, a song each week, uh, funny and a lot of hard work. And um, 
the premise is that there are some bits in the Bible that you probably just don't want to write a song about and sing in church. <laughs> uh, there are some, uh, some parts of uh, Christian life which aren't necessarily reflected in the songs we sing in church. And sometimes Kieran just writes a nonsense song, which is funny. Uh, so yeah, that's Unlikely Worship Songs. Kieran, what have you got for us this week? Well, Michael, today we are dipping back into the archives. We're going way back because you may remember in episode four or five of our first season, I can't mm. remember exactly which one, I subjected you to a game that I called Praise Your Cards Right, oh, where a good one. I, I, rec- I recorded, I, I got some Charles Wesley hymns mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, I, I played you some recordings of the of the tunes, yeah. and you had to guess whether the tune was going to go up or down mm. on the last line. I remember it well. It was so good. It, it was uh, season one, episode five, and it was uh, it was a good time. Yeah. So I went back to one of those, Michael, and through uh, worship song technology, mm-hmm. I have been able to recreate that hymn exactly Ooh. as Charles Wesley the author would have wanted it great um so using that forensic worship technology Mm -hmm. i have brought this to life for you so what you're going to hear just to give it a bit of context listeners is you're going to hear a clip from that episode of the show where i'm playing the clip to michael and i'm asking him is the next line of the hymn going to go higher or lower in the melody is it going to go up or down Mm. so that's what you're about to hear and then the the reworked version will kick in so that's what you're about to hear great all right, well, let's give it a listen, shall we? Help, Lord, the busy foe is as a flood come in. Lift up a standard and overthrow. <laughs> so what happens next, Michael? It's quite Does a frightening tune? end, that one. It's, it's very genuine. The, 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 whoever's singing that, I don't know who, but whoever's singing that sounds like they genuinely need help. Well, uh, I just want to hear that one one more time. Go for it. Help, Lord, the busy foe is as a lot coming. Lift up a standard and overrule. Help, Lord, the busy foe is as a lot coming. Lift up a standard and overrule. Help, Lord, the busy foe is as a lot coming. Lift up a standard and overrule. Lift up a stiff cup of stiff cup of stay. Lift up a stiff cup of stiff cup of stay. Help, Lord, the busy boy is as a lot coming. Lift up a standard and overrule. Hey, help, Lord, the busy boy is as a lot coming. Lift up a standard and overrule. Hey, help, help, help. <laughs> what a banger. Wow. I think uh, I think the thing I like about that, Michael, mm. uh, that I particularly appreciate, is just that hearing that hymn in its original setting, mm. I think really captures some of the urgency of the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Especially that help, that strangled help yeah. at the end. I'm not going to lie, Kieran, uh, you know, hearing <laughs> hearing that, that hymn in its original uh, context and, uh, and record, and, you know, with the, with the instrumentation uh, <laughs> as Wesley intended it, it was a real spiritual experience for me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I might need a minute to, to recover before we move on with the episodes. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you're not alone. Uh, I'm sure many listeners will be lost for words. <laughs> Uh, not to mention hearing our younger selves, uh, you know, 
Well, totally. Makes, so innocent makes and carefree think. we were. <laughs> yeah. Oh, to be young and in shorts. <laughs> Well, Kieran, it's time for this week's hmm. Hmm. A segment that I've oft struggled to describe successfully. So uh, why don't you give it a bash? It's my go to describe it, yeah. Well, um, in this section, in this segment, listeners, Michael takes a, a classic or maybe a, maybe a lesser known hymn, actually, mm. and changes... Ugh. In this segment, listeners... <laughs> <laughs> Michael takes a a lesser known hymn and makes up the last line. Well, he gives us he gives me three different options as to what the last line is going to be, mm-hmm. and I have to try and f- figure out, try and sniff out what the real one is from the uh, the two decoys that Michael has created. Is that a fair summary, Michael? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a pretty good summary. And uh, you know, this week I was feeling frivolous, Kieran. So. Uh I scoured the Anglican hymns old and new for a children's song. Hey. Uh, every week so far I've done an actual legit hymn. But this time I thought, you know what? Let's have some fun with it. So Paul Booth wrote a hymn, or a children's song, I guess. And it's number 831 in the uh, Anglican hymns old and new. And uh, it goes like this, Kieran. Who put the colours in the rainbow? Who put the salt into the sea? Who put the cold in the snowflake? Who made you and me? Who put the hump upon the camel? Who put the neck on the giraffe? Who put the tail upon the monkey? Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Who made hyenas laugh? Or, who put the moo inside the calf? Or, who made the wheat and the chaff? (laughs) Who put the hair on Zach Braff? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Michael, could you give us them one more time, please? So, who put the hump upon the camel? Who put the neck on the giraffe? Who put the tail upon the monkey? Dot, dot, dot. Who made hyenas laugh? Who put the moo inside the calf? Who made (laughs) the wheat and the chaff? (laughs) Who put the moo inside the calf? Yeah. (laughs) That's very... That's a very uh, a, a kind of existential <laughs> well, question. Who put the hump on the camel? Is uh, on the camel is fairly existential too. Who put the cold into the snowflake? I mean, that's that doesn't yeah. even make sense. It's just, but there's there's something about the putting a, the moo inside the calf that's very. If a tree falls in the woods, I don't know. There's just something about it. <laughs> that sort of. Yeah, I can see that, that. sort of uh, that. philosophical kind of vibe you know mm. well um, I, I hear paul booth was a deep thinker so well absolutely <laughs> but i think i'm gonna go with the hyena <laughs> i think it's i'm doing an impression of a hyena as we speak i, I think it's the <laughs> i think it's i want it i would i want it to be the moo but i think it's well, I mean, if you want it to be the moo here you should guess the, <laughs> you guess the moo <laughs> It's quite late as we record this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's quite late. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a long day. <laughs> so what so you're I, saying I, is, you, you, I'm, I'm getting the impression that you don't think it's who put the moo inside the calf. Kieran. 
Oh, I love it. I just love hearing it. Uh, but, I, <laughs> but I don't think it's the real line. I want it to be, desperately. Mm, we all do. I'd love to be wrong. <laughs> for the moons I the It's hard to find words that rhyme why. with giraffe. I don't know why that tickles me so much. But there's just something about the way it's phrased that's just like, just... <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's fair. I'm, I'm going to have to rush you for an answer, Kieran. So you're going for who put the moon inside the calf, is that right? Well, I wasn't, but actually I'm going to go for it. No, no, I'm, no. I, I'm, I'm going go for, for the moon. Go for what you want to go for. I don't want to, I don't want to force you into going for the clearly correct and best line. <laughs> okay. you think is well, right. Okay, okay. Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Hai, though. Okay, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Well, let's take a look. <laughs> is it the moon? It was. Yeah. Uh, no, no, you're right. It is the hyena. <laughs> oh, man, you had my hopes up there. That was wonderful. Uh, oh, I wanted to tell you it was the moon just to mess with you. And then I heard your, your hopes go up and I was like, no, I can't. I can't lead you down this garden path. I'd feel too bad. <laughs> That's very, very thoughtful. You, you were right. It was who made hyenas uh, laugh. But it's quite, it's difficult to find animal words that rhyme with giraffe. Let's just say that. Well, no, I mean, as a, as a line in a children's song, I think that who put the moo inside the calf is, I mean, it's adorable. So it, it fit, it, it to- totally works for a children's song. Absolutely. You know. <sighs> Well, um, again, I, uh, I'm going to tip X out the real line on my imaginary <laughs> and uh, and write that line in in Biro. So, please do. <laughs> the top, 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 top three, three, three. Well, Kieran, let's keep this fun train rolling with you trying to explain what the top three is. <laughs> Here goes. Well, listeners, um, every week Michael chooses three words from the Bible that are linked in some way. And I have to rank those words in order of how often they appear in the Bible. Absolutely. Um, so is, is that, how, how am I doing? How yeah, was that? But which version of the Bible do I search, Kieran? Uh, can't remember. The ESV? <laughs> no, it's the New International Version. Oh, it's the NIV. It goes okay. to show how much you listen to me. <laughs> I'm not a details man, Michael. I'm all about the big picture. You know me. You're all you're all about the whole picture, Kieran. Uh, because this sure. week's rhyming words are Joel, <laughs> Hole, W H O L E, and Soul, S O U L. So yeah, Kieran has to rank these words highest to lowest the number of times they appear in the NIV. And I chose Joel, Kieran, because you've got to do a Bible fact about Joel this week. Yeah, true. So, Joel, whole, and soul. And the whole with the W, not H-O-L-E, but W-H-O-L-E. Right, right. Well, so I want to say that because... Of, of course, the soul is a fairly prominent concept. Mm. In it's, a, it's an important concept, yeah. even if it's doesn't even if, even if the word isn't used a lot. Mm. I feel like it probably is used quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so initially, I want to say soul, whole, Joel, mm-hmm. because I imagine that references to Joel are probably limited to the Book of Joel. Mm. Which, as I was reminded this week, Michael, it's not a very long book. <laughs> um, <laughs> very true. So, 
Yeah. So I think Joel's at the bottom. Poor mm-hmm. Joel. Uh, but I think it probably goes... I'm going to say soul, whole, Joel. Okay. You're locking in with soul the most, then whole, then Joel at the bottom. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look and see. Oh. Oh. Kieran, Kieran, Kieran. In fact, whole is mentioned yeah. a whole lot of times. 387, yeah. in fact. Soul is mentioned a surprisingly paltry 88 times. And Joel, you are correct, is 21 times. Although not exclusively mentioned in the book of Joel, he also appears in some genealogies in other parts of the Bible. Ah, uh, of course. Um, so, yeah. Uh, soul, whilst you're right, is an important concept. Generally kind of just appears in the love the Lord your God with all your heart and all soul and all your strength kind of thing. Right, right. Which, whilst it okay. is a recurring theme, you know, Happens 88 times, more or less, So, which is a lot of times, right. but um, not as many times as the word whole is mentioned. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad yeah. to knock you off your mojo. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, man. It was good. I, 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 des- I deserve to be taken down a peg now and again, you know. Well, Kieran, we've got one more bit, which uh, might, might build you up a peg or two. So uh, why don't we segue perfectly into this week's kazoo quiz Michael and Kieran Michael and Kieran Michael and Kieran Michael and Kieran Okay Kieran I'm going to kazoo a tune for you and I won't make you describe this this segment I have the CCLI top 100 most popular Christian songs being sung in churches today you choose a number between one and a hundred. I kazoo it. You say stop when you know it. And then you tell me what song it is. And can the listeners at home get it quicker than you? So. Okay. A number between one and a hundred. I want to say 61 today. All right. Let's find 61. Okay, Kieran. Song number 61 is actually a song I don't know. It is mm. The Servant King by Graham Kendrick. This is our God, the Servant King, and so on. Oh, that's it. Yeah, mm. that's an oldie, isn't Good it? Good tune. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. That's, that's the 61st most popular song being sung in churches at the moment. When was that written? Let's have a look. Um, 2001. Wow. Yeah, now, yeah. now you sang it. I I could have done it, but I just didn't. It didn't ring a yeah. bell for me when I was looking at it. But can I interest you in number sixty or number sixty-two? Why don't we go with sixty? How about that? All right, let's take a look. Oh, Kieran, I definitely know sixty, and I suspect it won't take you long to get it. But let's have a look. <laughs> okay, here we go. Stop. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I thought you might get that one. Or what do you think, Kieran? It's it's uh, unhinge the peepers of my ticker, <laughs> uh, regal man. <laughs> you mean unbolt the view away from our ticker? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a reference to last week's episode, listeners. If you haven't listened to the Thesaurus worship songs segment, you really should. That was an experience. It was a transcendent experience. It really was. Uh, but I think it's opened the eyes of my heart. You're absolutely right, Kieran. 
it was unbolt hey. review away from our ticker and i'm <laughs> glad you got it quite so quickly <laughs> well done <laughs> Okay, Kieran, it's time for this week's Bible fact, and I'm very hey. excited to hear what you have for us from the Book of Joel this week. I like it when you do the intro, man. That's nice. Oh. It makes me feel special, like I've been invited to speak somewhere, mm. instead oh, of inviting myself to speak. Shall I do a, uh, okay, church, uh, <laughs> I, we've got a really special treat for you this week. Um, I want you to give a really warm, holy half-hour welcome to our guest speaker this week, Mr. Kieran Kieran. <sighs> All right. Go on, everybody put a hand on my shoulder quick. And then you stand up and you're like, no, no, you know. <laughs> Uh, I hope that praises for Jesus, because it's all about him, am I right? <laughs> nice. Classic line. Classic. Well, Michael, thank you for that intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's welcome. great to be here with you all. It's great to have been invited to your um, your uh, virtual church. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, as, as you said, Michael, this week's Bible fact is on the book of Joel. Uh, Joel was written somewhere between around 800 and 300 years before Jesus, um, before Jesus came to earth. The book of Joel is a book where God's people have drifted from him and essentially have, have brought disaster on themselves from their walking away from, from the Lord. Um, and that's something that you picked up on when you were talking about Hosea last week, Michael. Um, mm. And really, if uh, if listeners, if you've been reading through the Bible yourself, by the time you get to Joel, you probably know that that's a recurring theme <laughs> in the Old Testament, <laughs> yes. which is something that we'll uh, we'll come back to. Comes uh, up once or but, twice. Um, exactly, exactly. So God's people have drifted from Him and brought disaster on themselves. Um, but God promises that if they turn back to Him. He will restore them uh, to a right relationship with him. Uh, and then so we get a promise of, of restoration, uh, mm-hmm. which again, you know, points to Jesus in a, in a wonderful way. So I just want to read a little bit of uh, a couple of verses here from Joel chapter two, and then I'll sort of zone in on what I want to focus on. So this is from chapter two, verses 12 and 13. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. So that refrain about God's nature, mm. that God is gracious, slow to anger, uh, features in other parts of Scripture too, um, probably most notably in Exodus 34, mm. verse 6, um, when the Lord passes in front of Moses and declares his own name. Uh, and I think the Lord choosing to say this line at this moment tells us that this is something fundamental about who God is. Mm. But I wanted to focus particularly on that line, slow to anger, because it has an interesting history and it gives some perspective on the book of Joel. And I think on that arc of the biblical narrative that we talked about, um, of the cycle of pe- God's people you know, disobeying, walking away, and God bringing them back, mm. Um by the way, I'm I'm pulling a lot of this information from a great Bible project video uh, on this topic of God being slow to anger, which I highly recommend. 
because it summarizes this really well and probably much better than I can. <laughs> and it's only a few minutes long. So I do recommend you check that out because uh, I am going to borrow from it here. So in scripture, slow to anger literally means long-nosed, Michael. Uh, mm. In ancient Hebrew, the image most associated with anger is having a hot nose. <laughs> the, the, the words, uh, which, which makes sense if you think about it, because for most people, when they're angry, their face changes color, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so literally, if, if someone is long-nosed, uh, it, this means that their nose takes a long time to heat up. <laughs> Therefore, they are a patient person. They are slow to anger. That's cool. Um, pr- Proverbs even refers to the wise person having a, a long nose. Um, so, because the words for um, hot and the word for nose are the words most commonly associated with, with anger in Scripture. Mm. So, in, so in Joel, we see this used to demonstrate the patience of God. If you've read through the Old Testament before, then by the time you reach the Minor Prophets, uh, you'll be familiar, as I said, with this story arc. God's people get complacent. They forget him. They worship other gods. The nations to whom those gods belong capture and enslave the Israelites, and then God delivers them. It doesn't happen exactly like that every time, of course, uh, but that's kind of broadly the you know the sweep of of the story, if mm. you like. So the, this, the Bible Project video on this argues uh, that God's anger and judgment in the Old Testament are mostly associated with Him handing people over to the consequences of their actions. You know, in effect, the Lord says, "You want to choose other gods? Okay, but it will bring you to ruin." Mm. Um, but the Lord is long-nosed, he's patient, and he bears with his people as they mm. continually uh, turn away from him. Then, when they've gone off the deep end, he swoops in to save them anyway. Uh, and I just think it's a pretty encouraging thought, you know, that God continues to show unfailing love to his people, even though mm. they don't deserve it, because he is slow to anger. He is long-nosed. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and this, as I say, is is the arc of the whole of Scripture, really. It's a template for the gospel, too, in a sense. Jesus saves us from ourselves. And that deliverance promised at the end of Joel is ultimately fulfilled in Jesus dying and rising again to offer us eternal life and ultimately coming back to set everything right at the end. Mm. So God has a long nose, Michael. And the book of Joel uh, <laughs> is almost like a kind of diorama of that greater biblical narrative that has played out before and is playing out now as God mm. draws people to himself, uh, you know, as we anticipate his his return at the end. Um, so that's my thought for today. What do you think? I love it. I love that picture of God being long-nosed. It's, uh, it's really cool. And uh, yeah, I think... There's lots of great stuff in there. Thank you for sharing. I think the thing that stuck out to me the most was that idea that that God God doesn't actually do nearly as much punishing as we think he does in the Old Testament or in the Bible in general, but actually mm. he just lets the consequences of people's own bad choices play out. You know, and sometimes the way that the the scripture is worded it it's like I will cause this to happen, God says. But in reality, like you said, like you observed, it's actually just as a result of of Israel worshiping other gods. They come to ruin mm-hmm. or prioritizing the wrong thing or, you know, doing uh, sinning and going against what God's plan is. But like you said also, most of the time, God does his very best to bring them back to him and to rescue them in the same way that he does to us. And yeah. um, I think that, it can be the perception of people uh, who maybe don't know the Bible as well or don't know 
really what Christians believe that that God is like a is like a vengeful, punishing God. But um, whilst vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. In reality, God is a just God. You know, the things that we sow, we will reap. And oftentimes the, the bad things that happen to us are as a result of our own hot-headedness, our own lack mm. of having a long nose um, and mm. the other things that we do. So yeah, it's really interesting. Um, obviously, bad things still happen to good people and not everything is as a result of, uh, you know, God intervening or not intervening. You know, we live in, a, in an mm. imperfect world that is not as God wants it to be. But I think oftentimes when we, when we stray away from God and when the Israelites strayed away from God, they simply reaped the, the consequences of doing that, which is a really important thing to remember for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and yeah, I think uh, the, the emphasis here is on that, uh, the patience and, and mercy of God, mm. you know. Um, because, you know, as you point out, Michael, I, I, I think a, a common criticism that people reach for if they're, you know, criticizing scripture, is that God seems to be angry a lot in the Old Testament. Mm. <laughs> but I, but I, I think one of the things that we see here is that that is, you know, an oversimplification. Yeah, for sure. Be- because the overriding theme of books like Joel, I would say, is about God's love for his people, his patience with them, his desire to to restore them and heal them and bring them back to himself. Yeah. Um, that, is, that is what the lord continually returns to is his desire for people to know him so yeah yeah, it's a wonderful uh, encouraging thought yeah absolutely thanks for sharing appreciate it thank you well ladies and gentlemen that's almost all we've got time for for this week's holy half hour but don't forget, you can get in touch with us by emailing hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk. You can also reach us at Holy Half Hour on social media, particularly Instagram and Facebook. And uh, in fact, we have had one of our listeners message us on Facebook. It is Kristen, who is a friend of the show and excellent person. Um, and Kieran, she's messaged to let us know about uh, Easter eggs in America. Um, okay. I don't know if you remember a few weeks back in our Easter uh, episode, uh, the same week we did Lamentations, we were talking about yeah. Easter eggs. And uh, she says, I wanted to let you know that chocolate Easter eggs are definitely a thing in the US, but not the same way as here. We tend to hide small plastic eggs filled with smaller sweets like mini chocolate eggs, jelly beans, etc. The first time I saw a Cadbury egg, I was floored. I sent a photo to my family and they couldn't believe how big it was. <laughs> So uh, there you go. She also says a lot of very complimentary stuff about the show, but I won't read that. That would be oh. too self-indulgent. Oh, why? Um, she says, I've been catching up on the podcast. It's fantastic. Mostly you, Michael, Kieran's rubbish. Oh, well, fair. Harsh, but fair. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I, that's a lie. Oh, well, Kristen, great to hear from you. That's uh, very cool. And I, I didn't know that, actually. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's fascinating. Very cool. And uh, I love the thought of someone's mind being blown by seeing a chocolate Easter egg. That's very yeah, cool. That's very cool. So. Yeah, thanks for getting in touch. And yeah, don't forget, you can get in touch with us uh, if you'd like to, or just follow us and see what happens behind the scenes. Thank you for listening, everyone. Oh, we hope you've had an enjoyable half hour or so with us this week. Kieran, thanks for being a most excellent co-host. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for all of your uh, hard work this week. I'm off to put the moo inside the cow. <laughs>
<laughs> well, someone's got to do it. <laughs> Amen. Thanks, everybody. Bye for now. Goodbye.